What is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. We're on episode 87 of my little wrestling recap show, where once a week I go through all of the major WWE and AEW shows, let you know what's going on storyline-wise, let you know if there's any good matches, or if you should just skip the show entirely, but I guess that's what you're here for. I'm going to let you know what happened, and if there's any big pay-per-views like there is this week, last week, and probably most weeks in general, I'll have a separate episode dedicated to the pay-per-view, and we'll review that as well, and at the end of the show, I give out my three stars of the week, awarding my three favorite matches that I watched during the week. So, let's get into this thing. We are starting off with Monday Night Raw. They are in San Jose, still rocking the California tour. And we got Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler brawling on the stage. Raquel Rodriguez returns. She attacks Nia Jakes. But Nia Jax too strong. She takes out Raquel. Here comes Mommy. It's Rhea Ripley. She's also returning. And yet another brawl breaks out. But this time Ripley's standing tall. She cuts a promo. Calls out the Judgment Day to the ring. Mommy is pissed. Dom and Damien come out. Rhea chews them out for blowing it while she's been gone. Awesome stuff right here from Rhea. Giving her a thumbs up right there. She tells Dom she's got him a rematch against Trick for the North American Championship. You're welcome. Jay Uso cuts his way in, calls Rhea the new tribal chief. A little strange, but okay. This upsets Damian Priest. We got Doom getting booed into oblivion. Uh, this one sounded a little bit like that, pap- that piped-in crowd sound. It didn't quite sound realistic, but I don't know. It just sounded a little off this week, but I don't know. Maybe that's just the way San Jose sounds. We got Jay Uso scraps with Dom. Here comes McDonough to help out Dom Dom. Cody Rhodes runs down to save Jay Uso. Holy crap, everybody is out here. Here comes Adam Pierce. He announces it will be Rhodes and Jay Uso versus Priest and Finn Balor for the Tag Team Championships at Fast Lane. Yeet, everybody. Yeet. Fun start to the show. Rhea was fantastic in this. So fired up, angry, really good. I mean, I kind of understand the Tribal Chief moniker towards her right now. I mean, Roman hasn't been on TV in like seven years, and Rhea Ripley's been awesome. So yeah, it was, it was really good for her. I'll give her the thumbs up. We move on to Imperium. It is Giovanni Vinci and Ludwig Kaiser going up against Alpha Academy. Chad Gable and Otis with Maxine. Kaiser getting angry at Giovanni throughout this match. Alpha Academy take over with a German suplex. We got a caterpillar. Geo takes out Gable on the outside. Ludwig nails Enziguri on Otis and Imperium pick up the W. Uh, you know, Ludwig, good job playing uh, the Gunter role, yelling at Giovanni. And he was kind of doing a lot of the heavy work in the match. The match itself was all right. But kind of an interesting situation brewing here with Imperium. Are they going to break up? Is Giovanni going to explode and and turn on Imperium? I don't know. The way that it's going right. Like, I don't see Giovanni. He doesn't have the crowd support necessarily. I mean, I love the guy. I think he's fantastic. But I don't think he's the one to kind of get pushed down and belittled to the point where the crowd rallies behind him and he turns on Imperium. I don't know if Giovanni is the, is the guy that would would be good for that, but it would be interesting. We'll see where that goes with Imperium. We got Becky Lynch. She is not medically cleared. She's got a gnarly gash on her arm from her match at No Mercy, but she's still here. She can use her mouth and talk and yell at people. 
We got Chelsea Green being a dick to Tegan Knox, gets challenged to a match later on. And now we got Bronson Reed going up against Cedric Alexander. I have not seen Mr. Alexander in a hot minute. So Cedric, he runs into Bronson, bounces off of him like a basketball. We got a tsunami for yet another dominant win for Bronson Reed. Uh, too bad Cedric Alexander. I don't know how much, how many more times I'll be seeing him around. We got the Intercontinental Champion Gunther contract signing with Tommaso Ciampa. We got an intense promo here from Ciampa and Gunther being the ultimate douchebag champion. Trashing Ciampa's clothes? Like, come on now. Ciampa tempts Gunther to have a match tonight. And surprisingly, Gunther accepts this proposal. We got a little slap from the champion and all hell breaks loose. Ikea furniture all over the place and a fantastic segment right here. I mean, two awesome NXT performers right here. Gunther found his traction on the main roster. Ciampa still looking to get it. This could be it. Thumbs up for this segment. We got Xavier Woods with Kofi Kingston on commentary going up against Ivar all by himself. Woods lifts Ivar up for a big slam. Impressive display of power right there. Catches Ivar with the backwoods and he gets a sneaky W. Solid quick match. Ivar pissed off. He goes on a spinning back kick spree just hitting everybody with it. Moonsault squashing both Woods and Kofi. And goddamn man, Ivar, one of the best big man moonsaults I have ever seen. So clean, so underrated. Well done right there. We got the World Heavyweight Champion, Seth frickin' Rollins. He is in the ring, and Michael Cole being kind of a dick to Seth because he's concerned about him being in the last man standing match. But Seth says he has a duty. Shinsuke video interrupts the weird interview slash intervention with Michael Cole and Seth. But it's a setup for a sneak attack from Shinsuke. The brutal beatdown with the steel chair and Shinsuke shows up shows us that he can count to 10. And you know what? Honestly, I didn't like anything about this segment. Michael Cole, what the fuck? Are you Seth Rollins' dad? Why are you so intense? Seth Rollins, I mean, he's pumped up, but it's whatever. And yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I didn't like the segment, but I still believe that the last man standing match could be really good. We move on. It is Natalia pep talk with Tegan Knox backstage before her match. And we go into that match. Chelsea Green with Piper Nevin versus Tegan Knox. Green boots Knox right in the face out of the gate to start this match. And here comes Natalia. She shows up distracting, uh, distracting everybody. Tegan is able to hit the shiniest wizard for a quick W. This is pretty lame. I was hoping for a kind of a showcase match right here to show off and show to the crowd what Tegan Knox is all about. And we didn't get that. Instead, we got like a two-minute match and Natalia walks down, distracts everybody. You know, I, I don't like the look of this, so thumbs down. Drew McIntyre now. He's out there. He's cutting a promo. And then The Miz interrupts. He's pissed off that Miz TV was canceled this week. And Drew told him to shut up. Oh, oh. Can't let that go. Can't let it go. Miz talks trash. Drew wants to fight. Miz, the bigger man, walks away, waits for Drew to turn his back, and then cracks him over the head. Good stuff right here, man. I really like the chemistry between these two. The grumpy Drew McIntyre has been fantastic. The only thing I'm not liking is the Miz doing the, like, children rhyme stuff. I don't like that. You gotta stop doing it. 
And then we go into a match with Drew McIntyre versus The Miz in a full suit. I mean, come on now. This is not fair. McIntyre absolutely destroys Miz, tries to stab him with a sword. The referee is distracted by all of that. McIntyre smashes Miz into the exposed turnbuckle. Future Shock DDT and McIntyre wins. Talk shit to the crowd a little bit before he leaves. And Grumpy McIntyre continues to be awesome. Thumbs up for that. Match was whatever. It was a squash match, but yeah. Moving on, new North American champion Trick Williams makes an appearance on Raw to say hello. But instead, it is Dom and Judgment Day saying hello to him and ruining his moment. We got Cody Rhodes. He comes out so the crowd so the crowd can do the whoa, whoa, whoa thing. And then he literally just leaves. I mean... You gotta say, I mean, WWE is getting their money's worth out of Cody right now, but he is becoming like the, what do you call it, uh, a catchphrase machine or just a an entrance machine. He just comes out to get the little crowd pop and then he leaves. He's not really doing a whole lot, so uh, pretty disappointing right here with what they're doing with Cody Rhodes, but getting their money's worth, I guess, they're getting that reaction. We got Chad Gable, speaking of reaction, he is losing his mind backstage claiming Gunther has peaked and Gable has only begun to peak. Love this little moment right here, thumbs up. And now we move to the main event, Intercontinental Championship on the line, Gunther defending against Tommaso Ciampa, oh baby. Gunther wearing down Ciampa with chops and submissions, Mm-mm-mm. Champa gets a window, whoops some ass until he eats a Waterboy dropkick from Gunther. Champa dumped on his noodle off of the wicked sleeperplex. That just looked nasty. We got a Sicilian stretched, locked in on Gunther. He's barely able to get out of it, but manages to get to the ropes. Gunther hitting two power bombs, locks in a choke, and Champa passes out. Gunther retains the Intercontinental Championship. Slow build to a great finish right here. Champa gave it his all. I mean, classic NXT Champa fired up, hard hitting, awesome stuff. And classic Gunther. Brutal offense, just kind of dominating. Really good match. Seven and a half. Atten. Gunther pieces out as Imperium come down to beat up Champa. Out comes Johnny Gargano. Oh my goodness. Are they going to do the thing? They totally do the thing. DIY, reunite, take down Imperium. Oh, buddy, yeah. Finally, it has been forever since DIY have been a team. They had the ridiculously long feud, and now they're finally putting them back together again. Thumbs up for that. That I think that is the right move. Even though a little bit disappointing because Champa was getting his momentum back. But both these guys, Jar- uh, Gargano and Champa, absolute superstars in NXT. Two of my favorite guys of all time down there. And their runs on the main roster haven't been good. But if they can put them together, help out the kind of... Uh, just not that many awesome top-tier tag teams. They can definitely use some new teams in there. DIY, oh, fuck yeah, that could be awesome. Fighting the New Day, the Viking Raiders, oh yeah, Brawling Brutes. It could be some really good shit, so I'm excited for this. Cody Rhodes becoming that WWE robot. I am not into that, so uh, it'd be nice to see him in some wrestling matches. I understand that he's probably dealing with injuries, and they don't want him to get hurt, and it's easier for them just to have him come out, do his catchphrase, let the crowd sing his song. I understand that, but it's a little bit disappointing. My wife has admitted, she's like, I kind of just don't like him anymore. It's, it's, It's like, oh shit, it's happening. So maybe the crowd turns on Cody Rhodes after a little bit here. 
And the weird Michael Cole-Seth Rollins segment was kind of stupid. Natalia stealing Tegan Knox's moment. Like, what the fuck was that about? Other than that, I mean, Rhea Ripley was awesome. Grumpy Drew McIntyre is one of my favorite things in, in the WWE right now. That surprise Intercontinental Championship match was a lot of fun. And, of course, DIY reuniting. Overall, decent go-home show. You know, I got to give it a little bit of of, uh, what do you call it, uh, graded on an edge because they're going into a pay-per-view. They tend to not go all out, but they did give us an Intercontinental Championship match, so five and a half at the for Monday Night Raw. Let's go to NXT 2.0. We got the NXT Women's Champion Becky Lynch cutting a promo calling herself NBXT. I kind of dig it. Pretty good, pretty good. She's also not medically cleared to fight like we like was like what was announced on Raw. There we go. Lyra Valkyria arrives, compliments her hero Becky, thinks that she is ready for a shot at the man and NXT Women's Championship. Indy Hartwell makes her return. The former NXT Women's Champion, who never lost it, she had to give it up due to injury. She makes her claim for the championship. And finally, we got Roxanne Perez. She would like her shot as well. The crowd is booing her, but at least now she's kind of a heel. I think like it's not... I don't know, it's basically official, she's a heel. So, pretty good opening showcasing these three women right here, uh, up-and-comers, and it is really nice to see Indy Hartwell back, and we got a triple threat number one contenders match set for later in the show, that should be pretty good. So, nice way to open up NXT. We move on, it is Butch and Tyler Bay going up against Gallus, Wolfgang and Mark Coffey with Joe Coffey. Tyler Bate nails the Tyler Driver 97, and they pick up the W. Solid quick tag team match. Gallus using shenanigans, but no match for Strong Boy and Butch. I would love if these two two guys would be a team for real. They're like friends. They have a long history with each other, but uh, it's nice to see them together for, for this night anyway. Gallus jumped the good guys after the match. Out comes Ridge Holland to save Butch and Bait. Alrighty, we move on to the new NXT champion, my boy Ilya Dragunov. He slips on the ropes a little bit. It's not a great way to start your championship celebration. He giggles it off, and we'll just kind of pretend that didn't happen, okay? So the new North American champion, Trick Williams, he wants to come out too, celebrating champions with the champion. And then we get some nice You Deserve a Chance from the crowd. Got to give that a thumbs up. Both of these guys deserving of uh, being champions for sure. Ilya and, Tr- and Trick show respect to one another. Out comes former champion Carmelo Hayes. He comes out to yuck the yum, upsetting Ilya Dragunov, who tells him to beat it. Even worse... Here comes Dom Dom, also former champion. He gets summoned and the crowd boos Dom a whole bunch. It's still funny. Trick talks trash to Dom. And overall, good segment right here. Thumbs up. But kind of, you know, a little bit sucks for Drugunov. You know, he didn't really get a whole lot of time here to celebrate his moment. So that kind of sucks. We move on to the number one contenders triple threat match for the NXT Women's Championship. Lyra Valkyria versus Indy Hartwell versus Roxanne Perez. Indy smacks her face off of a cool Perez maneuver. I don't know what it was, but it was freaking cool looking. Lyra throwing kicks all over the place. We got a Pop Rocks from Roxanne. And here comes Kiana James. She breaks up the pin. Becky knocks her out. 
Valkyria nails a splash and picks up the huge W, and she will be the number one contender to take on Becky Lynch for the Women's NXT Championship. And this was a really good match, man. Like, all three women getting their maneuvers in there, looking really good against each other. Good competitive match. Yeah, a little bit question. I mean, it's it's so I understand why they got Kiana James in there, but I would I mean, I shit, you should have had her in the Fatal Four Way. I would have she should have came out and just been a part of this match. That would have been also a good thing. But really good match overall. Seven and a half at then. Carmelo Hayes met backstage by Braun Breaker, who plants some bad seed seeds into Carmelo's head about trick. Oh dear, are we setting up possibly a Carmelo Hayes heel turn here? I mean, I always prefer a heel, and I think Carmelo Hayes made a better heel, but we'll see where that one goes. Interesting. We got Blair Davenport going up against Gigi Dolan. Gigi grabs a chair. Davenport wrestles it away. Referee takes it away. He's all distracted. We got a roll-up. Gigi picks up a much-needed W, I must say. Some snug strikes in this match from Blair. Good chemistry with Gigi, uh, who had a solid performance herself. Solid match overall, and we might have uh, a, a partner here for Gigi to fight with. It's not that she's bad. She hasn't had very many opponents. I thought she would have a really good rivalry with her friend, uh, JC Jane. Didn't really go her way, but this could work. I, I hope they continue with this. We got Kiana James. She announces Roxanne will fight Asuka next week. Holy shit. So Asuka coming back to NXT. That should be fun. Now we got the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament competitors are revealed Kalani Jordan in there. Uh, she would be, I would imagine, a favorite for this tournament. Also, Jakara Jackson. S- sadly, she's in the same bracket as uh, Kalani Jordan, so it's going to be tough. But uh, I like Jakara Jackson in this one, but Kalani Jordan, I would say, is a solid favorite for winning this tournament. So we start the tournament with Kalani Jordan going up against Izzy Dame. Kalani, resilient win, hitting the split-legged moonsault, and she advances to round two. And Izzy, showing off impressive strength, some cool submissions. It was pretty obvious that Jordan was going to win, but they did give Izzy good time to shine. A good start to this tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got Mr. Chase. He is still getting the attitude from Thea Hale and even Duke Hudson. Like, oh my goodness. What what is poor Mr. Chase going to have to do to get some forgiveness over here? And now it is Lola Vice and Electra Lopez going up against Thea Hale and JC Jane. Thea locks in the Kimura, picking up a quick win with their new bestie, JC Jane. Nice performance here from both teams. Quick little match. We got Carmelo announces John freaking Cena will be in his corner on NXT next week. Holy jumping. You got Becky Lynch, John Cena, and Asuka coming to NXT next week. What is going on here? Main event time, North American Championship. On the line, Trick Williams defending against Dom Mysterio with Rhea Ripley, plus Baylor and Priest show up. Dom in control of this match. Crowd chanting for Trick. Good stuff right there. Referee distracted. Dom DDT into the North American Championship. Trick kicks out of that. Oh, baby. The champ hitting the knees on Dom Mysterio. Out comes McDonough. The referee at this point absolutely overwhelmed with all the people. Misses Finn Balor nailing Trick with the championship belt. Frog splash from Dom and new North American Champion. It is Dom Dom yet again. Two-time North American Champion. Fuck, man. Poor trick right here. Completely outnumbered. Just getting a taste of championship gold, and it's already over. 
Uh, solid rematch here from No Mercy. Trick on fire at the beginning. Crowd absolutely on, on fire. All the way behind Trick Williams. Maybe a seed planted here for Trick to get angry at Carmelo for not coming out and helping him. That's the only thing that I can see why you would put the championship on Trick only to take it away from him the like couple days later. I hate when they do that stuff. Just never, never is a good thing when they do that. I've never... Just doesn't work. Just doesn't work. So Don the champion again. The match was fine. I uh, just feel bad for Trick Williams right here. Uh, but I do like... The women getting a good showcase in this show right here. The tournament started. They got the triple threat match. And it was good to see um, Davenport and GG. They're starting to get a little something going here. Really like Blair Davenport. And I want GG to find her potential. Might have it here if they uh, if they stick together with this little rivalry they got. Poor Dragunov, man. He should have gotten some way more love. That guy is so deserving. He should have like a 25-minute celebration for that championship win for him. And Trick losing the championship already. So, you know, not a great start for the for the new champions and now former champions. Uh, yeah, questionable some of these decisions. We'll see where it goes. But a solid NXT overall. Going to give it a 6 out of 10. And we will now go to SmackDown in St. Louis. We got LA Knight, yeah, getting a big pop from the crowd, of course. And of course, out come the bloodline to yuck the yum. It's Paul Heyman, it's Jimmy Uso running their mouths to LA Knight, yeah. John Cena enters the ring. He's ready to go. He's looking for a fight. Bloodline back off. LA Knight gets the last words in. Yeah. Solid opening right here for SmackDown. LA Knight white hot with the crowd. Dude is main, ele- main event ready. Like, let's let's pull the trigger. Got the John Cena endorsement. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Charlotte Flair now with Asuka going up against Bailey and Io Sky with Dakota. Nice cartwheel clothesline from Flair. Not sure if she's done that before or if it's just been a minute, but it was, you know, fucking nice to see something new. We got a Temple of Doom by Io. Charlotte accidentally kicks Asuka. That'll probably come up at some point. Natural selection. Flair and Asuka pick up the win. Uh, pretty good tag team match here heading into Fastlane. Everyone kind of getting their spots, setting up uh, potential Flair Asuka beef. Yeah, yeah, not bad, not bad. We got Bloodline. Uh, they find a waiting judgment day in their locker room. Oh, boy. So Rhea wants the room with Paul Heyman. Priest and Solo have a stare-off with each other. Then they finally leave. Later on, it's Rhea telling Heyman to accept the proposal of joining forces, judgment day, and Bloodline, and to acknowledge her. Oh, snap. Paul Heyman ain't about it. He wants to call his poppy Roman Reigns. So, I don't know, man. I, I, I can't see those forces... Teaming up, Judgment Day and Bloodline. I feel like they're going to battle it out for supremacy at some point whenever Roman Reigns decides to come back to TV. We move on. It is Rey Mysterio with the LWO going up against Bobby Lashley with the Street Profits. Bobby smashes Rey into the ring post. He takes a pretty hard-looking bump right there. Gotta tell you that. Profits fighting with the LWO on the outside. Ray gets distracted protect, protecting the LWO. He, for, he forgets that he is in a match with Bobby Lashley, eats a spear, and Lashley grabs the W. Ray wrestling like he's 30, year, 30 years old, man. It's absolutely ridiculous how fucking good this guy is. It's still at his age, flying around out there, so clean, so faced. Classic Mysterio versus big man match. I like it. 
We got Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. Little teaser video here, so they must be returning soon. My wife is excited about that. I, I think they're pretty good. They just haven't been a team for very long. Then they got hurt or moved or whatever the fuck. Austin Theory now going up against Dragon Lee with Grayson Waller. Lee top rope stomp, nails a flip on Waller and Theory, landing on his feet like an absolute badass. That is a thumbs up. We got Cameron Grimes. He runs down, takes out Waller on the outside. This is distracting Theory. We got a roll up from Dragon, and he picks up a big W. Impressive performance from Dragon. Crowd is really getting behind this guy. I mean, we've heard this numerous times. Oh, this guy, that guy with a mask is going to be the next Rey Mysterio, but... Dragon Lee, man, this dude is fucking talented. He is, he's getting, he's connecting with the crowd. And yeah, he could potentially be the next Rey Mysterio in the WWE. Really good start, solid match. Main event time, we're already there. Jimmy Uso with the Bloodline versus LA Knight. Yeah, Knight gaining momentum in the match. Solo attacks in the match is disqualified. Boo. Here comes John Cena, runs down to save LA Knight, yeah. Out comes the Judgment Day, good guys are outnumbered, so Jey Uso added to the team of the good guys, but it is still not enough, so we got Cody Rhodes, he runs down, brawl breaks out, poor McDonough left alone, he gets destroyed by the good guys, classic go-home show, main event shenanigan finish thing, you know what I'm saying? Bring out as many pay-per-view bodies as possible. Brawl it out. Don't get hurt. Don't do anything crazy. We got a pay-per-view coming up. You know, I've seen it a zillion times. It's whatever. Uh, I would say overall a skippable SmackDown. It wasn't bad. It was just like super meh. I was surprised at like how little they got in in a two-hour show. Just kind of, uh, yeah, there's kind of milking it. Uh, four and a half out of ten. I don't know. I'd say skip it. Not a whole lot going on. And now we will go over to AEW. We got Dynamite in Stockton. Don't remember. Is that California too? I don't know. Anyway, Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega interviewed backstage. They are met by Edge or Adam Copeland, whatever. Who is very happy to see Chris Jericho, old friends slash enemies. And he shakes hands with Kenny Omega. Possible opponent. Oh, baby. I want it. I want it so bad. Nice little way to open up the show. Now we got an international championship match. Ray Phoenix defending against Nick Jackson with Matt Jackson. Nick leaping Rana off of the barricade, plus three super kicks. Ray kipping up, no, no selling the kicks, excuse me. That was awesome. Thumbs up for that. Jackson, a ridiculous combo cutter. Poison Rana, Canadian destroyer on Phoenix. Holy shit, that combo is ridiculous. Thumbs up for that. Frog Splash on target, counter roll up, and Phoenix retains the international championship. Damn, man, really good effort right there from Nick Jackson. Phoenix selling was fucking out of control. Those combos from Nick, oh my god, man, like so much head offense. Seven and a half at the Adam Cole is gifted a cool scooter from Roderick Scott. Strong getting gain. They have a time. They have the time of their lives hanging out with the kingdom, and then they make Cole move furniture for some reason. He's got an injured back and stuff, so that's like weird. And it's replayed later with fixed audio. So the first time they play it, we got no audio. It's it's uh, not great. They replay it later, and uh, yeah, it's whatever. Definitely not as good as MJF and Adam Cole moments, but uh, they tried. You know, it was it wasn't bad. It was okay. We got Griff Garrison. Oh, interesting. Haven't seen this guy in a hot minute. Going up against 
Wardlow, another guy I haven't seen in a hot minute. We got the classic Powerbomb Symphony with five Powerbombs. Referee just stops this match. He's like, that's it. He's dead. Wardlow leaves like a bad, bad man, looking like an absolute monster. And it's good to see Wardlow back. Effective squash match. We'll see how many... How many of these squash matches we do in a row before we see him get into something more serious. But always good to see Wardlow back. Crowd's hot for him. Now we move to the AEW Trios Tag Team Championships. The Acclaimed and Daddy Ass defending against Butcher, Blade, and Kip Sapien. Caster with a very funny rap at the beginning. It really upsets Blade who cheap shots the Acclaimed before the bell. Kip looking, uh, Kip nails a nasty looking cannonball in the corner. Champs rebound, scissor me timbers, they do the slam, I forget what it's called, and the acclaimed retain. A decent trios match right here, not very long, and pretty standard stuff, not bad. We got Tony, the Tony Storm segment, she announces, Timeless Tony Storm is coming. Oh dear God, are we ready for Timeless Tony Storm? Pretty good stuff right here. Bullet Club Gold, it is Juice and Juice Robinson and the Ass Boys, they are imitating Cole and Max. Juice chirping, Max calling him out to the ring. MJF is summoned. Max has the crowd in the palm of his hands, making them chant some very mean things to Bullet Club Gold. Wants a Stockton street fight right here, right now. He pops off the shirt, and Jay White finally appears. We got a sneak attack on MJF. Steals the AEW Championship, calls out Max for a title shot at full gear. The champ MJF accepts the challenge and a good segment. That should be a ton of fun leading up to full gear, man. We got like a month and a bit before that, so Jay White and MJF promo battles. Oh, that is going to be a ton of fun. Thumbs up for that. We got Hook and Orange Cassidy interviewed. Orange feeling a little bit sad that he isn't a champion anymore. Hook gives him some chips. That That is just the ultimate friendship thing right there, bro. Good shit. We got Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega versus Kyle Fletcher and Takeshka. Kind of fucking random, but I'll take it. And Don Callis is out there. Oh, no. All four hitting big offense until they are all down. Freaking awesome sequence right there. Thumbs up for that. Codebreaker, one-winged angel, nobody kicking out of that, so Omega and Jericho are victorious. Kyle working great with Takeshka, I mean, the dude is so talented, he can work good with anybody. And all four looking strong, a great tag team match right here, way better than I was expecting. Eight at that. We got powerhouse Hobbs, attacks Omega and Chris out of nowhere. Hobbs is joining the Don Callis family, no... Omega, hands tied to the ropes, absolutely defenseless, and Callus delivers a chair shot right to the noggin, and that is a big addition for the Don Callis family. Even more heat added here for Don Callis. I don't know how much heat you can add to this man before he fucking ignites himself. We got MJF getting interviewed backstage. Max Caster creeping behind him, scares the bejesus out of him, just begging him to scissors. He's like, please, please just scissor. And Max is like, no, bro, get the hell out of here. Super random moment, but I loved it. Thumbs up for that. Up next, we got Sky Blue going up against Timeless Tony Storm. Oh, dear. 
Tony nails the hip attack, hits the Storm Zero, and Timeless Tony grabs the W. Tony more unhinged. I loved when she lost it on the referee for not counting the just death stare that she gave. And blew a fired up performance. Solid quick match right here. And again, I am just loving Tony Storm right now. This, well, I guess she's Timeless Tony Storm now. I love this gimmick for her. It is awesome. Speaking of awesome, it is Adam Copeland. He is welcomed in the ring by Tony Schiavone. Edge wants the AEW Heavyweight Championship. Lists his dream opponents in AEW. Oh, that just made me creamy. Calls Christian out to the ring. Oh, boy. Christian comes out. Really, really wild moment just seeing Edge and Christian in the ring together in AEW. Like, that is crazy, man. I did not. I was not sure if Edge would ever wrestle for... Uh, different company other than the WWE, but here we are. Edge scolds Christian for being a douchebag, tells him it's time that they tag again. A little bit strange, but okay. Christian hugs Edge and then tells him, go fuck yourself, and then he leaves. Okay, so solid start for Edge. I would love it if he gets the fight. Everyone plus a good old tag team run with Christian thrown in there. That would be amazing. I can't remember all the names that he threw out there, but it was like, you know, Omega and and Hangman and like, yeah, man. It's it, there's a lot of guys on this on this in this company that I would love for Edge to fight. Oh, baby. Tony Storm evolves her character even more, getting a little bit even fucking crazier, so that's awesome. Jay White and MJF has big potential, man. I am looking forward to the segments that these two are going to go on. It's going to be good, man. It's going to be some real fun, entertaining promos. And it was a good show overall this week. 7 out of 10 for Dynamite. Continuing on in Stockton, we got AEW Rampage, and they start off with an eight-man tag team match. The Best Friends, it's the Hardy Boys versus Daddy Magic, Angelo Parker, Danny Garcia, and Jake Haggard. Without his bucket hat, it's it's kind of not all right. He needs that bucket hat. That thing was mm, 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 mm. All right, we got a funny Jeff Hardy and Danny Garcia dance-off. I, I I like this quite a bit. Julia Hart accidentally gets knocked down. Good guys take over. We got a twist of fate. Swanton bomb combo. Hardy boys and the best friends win. Like I said, I am loving this Danny Garcia having dance-offs with everybody. Uh, turns out a lot of people do dancing, and it works well having dance-offs with Danny Garcia. Good stuff and a solid opening tag team match. We move on to Eddie Kingston getting interviewed. He gets interrupted by Jeff Jarrett and the Entourage, who want a shot at the title. Eddie tells them to prove literally anything, something, and then he leaves because they freaking suck and they don't do anything but cheat and shenanigans. So, yeah, I love, I would, honestly, I would love Eddie to beat the ever-living shit out of Jeff, not so much Jeff Jarrett, more like Sanjay Dutt because that guy just annoys the shit out of me. But, yeah, that would be a lot of fun. We'll see if that happens. It it could, but um, an okay little moment right here. We move on. It's a little Dan Housen video. He will be returning soon, and that's awesome. Been missing Dan Housen, so looking forward to his return. We got a match up next. It's Claudio and Wheeler Yuta going up against Shapiro and Wise Guy Ruiz. Claudio and Yuta absolutely destroy the poor team in no time. It's a squash match. I'm guessing it's local guys, but, I mean, the one dude's name, Wise Guy Ruiz. That's that's a good name. So, anyway, 
Moving on, it's a number one contender's ring of honor. World title match, Penta versus Lince Dorado versus Johnny TV versus Commander. Oh, baby, this is a luchador match. I don't care. Johnny TV, he was Johnny Mundo when he worked in AAA and, oh, fuck, Lucha Underground. So he's as much of a luchador as as the rest of these guys. So let's get into it. Commander... Hurricanrana Lince into Johnny, hitting him with a Rana of his own. I mean, that was dope. Commander then does the absolutely beautiful rope walk dive. I mean, oh, that thing is spectacular. Thumbs up for that. 450 splash. Commander grabs the W, and he will be facing off against Eddie Kingston for the Ring of Honor world title. That should be a lot of fun. And a really good luchador match right here. Johnny TV, really strong performance, looking great. In his wrestling ability and physically, the dude is absolutely shredded. And what can I say about the other guys? Like Lince Dorado, nice performance from him. And of course, Commander, so freaking good. And Penta is freaking Penta. Come on now. Seven and a half at the we move on to the main event. It is uh, Mira Shafir and Nyla Rose going up against Hikaru Shida and Chris Statlander. Shida and Statlander hit a doomsday device on Rose. Pretty freaking impressive. Shida kicks Shafir in the head, hits a nightcap, that's Soraya's finisher, to grab the W. A solid main event, uh, Rose and Shafir working pretty good together as a team. I'm not aware of them being a team regularly. They could be on dark or elevation or whatever, but I thought they were working pretty good. And then, of course, the powerhouse team of Shida and Statlander. Hard to beat, and they were pretty entertaining themselves. Solid tag team match, and a solid rampage overall. Uh, take out the squash match, maybe give some more time to that fatal four-way match. And it would have been a probably a seven at them, but I'm going to give it a six at them overall. And we got one more for AEW. Let's go to Collision. Couldn't figure out where the hell they were. My apologies. But they are starting off with the AEW Tag Team Championships on the line. FTR defending against Big Bill and Ricky Stocks. Ricky jumps Dax right out of the gate, and they are all over FTR. Bill puts Cash through the announce table. Holy jumping. Big Bill plants Dax with multiple choke slams as well. We got a spear from Ricky Starks. Pins and new AEW Tag Team Champions. It's Big Bill and Ricky Starks literally shocking the world. Holy shit. Really good strategy, I mean, applied by Starks and Bill being ruthlessly aggressive, kind of catching FTR off guard, and they're super beat up, so, I mean, pretty pretty much a squash match, honestly, I don't even think FTR got much of anything going in this match, this was uh, very shocking and pretty awesome, admittedly, I'm, I'm all about it, love Big Bill, love Ricky, this is a big win for those two, so we'll see where that goes, it also means we're not going to be having FTR versus the Young Bucks, like, 57s, they fought each other a lot, I'm, like, fine with them having that match again, but I've seen it so many times, so I'm a little bit, honestly, relieved that we're not getting FTR and Young Bucks 4, I kind of know what it's going to be, and I'm a little bit more excited to see uh, Bill and Starks go up against the Bucks, that should be a little bit more more different. It, it may not be as good, but I'm, I'm more excited for that. So, uh, really interesting way to open up Collision here. We move on to Brian Danielson versus Kyle Fletcher. And 
man, this is an exciting little match right here. Kyle dives into Brian. Scary looking fall right there. He almost like scorpions himself, but he's okay. He's okay. Kyle buckling uh, Danielson's knee into a gnarly dragon sleeper. And holy shit, the way that he pulls Brian back, I, I thought he just like broke both of his knees. So he gets out of that. We go to the top rope. Fletcher hits a superplex, a reverse superplex into yet another nasty looking dragon sleeper. But Brian counters into a cool pin for a sneaky win. Oh my goodness, I want some more of these two. That was some wicked chemistry on display. I don't know who was more excited to wrestle in this match. Freaking Kyle Fletcher or Daniel Bryanson, like, or Brian Danielson, whatever. Like, Danielson is, he was just like, oh, I can't wait to get my hands on this 24-year-old fresh meat. And, you know, Kyle Fletcher, uh, an up-and-coming star, obviously, on the rise here. And uh, a big match for him right here. And it was a great one, too. I mean, great back and forth. Classic Danielson stiffness right there. Kyle, I mean, Jesus, this kid is crazy talented at 24 years old. An absolute young stud. Seven and a half out of ten. If it was a little bit, I, I think they were just teasing here. This could get into something, but if it was a little bit longer, this would have been easily an eight, eight and a half out of ten. But I'll give it a seven and a half out of ten because I think they're going to revisit this match right here. After that, you got Gates of Agony attack Danielson after the match. Claudio runs down to help out his homie, Danielson. We move on to a trios tag team match. Bullet Club Gold with Jay White versus Grand Metallic, or Metalik now, Gravity and Angelico with Serpentico. That's a lot of Enticos. Guns nail the 310 to Yuma. Juice flagpoles Metalik with a wicked DDT. Kind of a BFT looking thing. Uh, and the Bang Bang Gang pick up another win. Juice talking shit throughout this match was pretty good for the most part. He's a little like loud and he has a interesting sounding voice. So some people may not like it. But I like his uh, the, the mouth running the whole entire match. Pretty good. Jay White and his cardboard cutout in the ring. They cut a little promo towards MJF and Adam Cole. And really good stuff. Love the fucking cutout board. Uh, cardboard cutout of Jay White. That's some funny stuff. Thumbs up overall for the... Not so much the match, more so the promo after. We move on. It is a trios tag team championship match. The acclaimed and daddy ass defending against the Iron Savages and Jacked Jameson. All right. Daddy goes ham hitting one man suplexes on everybody. We got the scissor me timbers, the arrival, the mic drop, and the champs retain. Entertaining match, man, with two really entertaining trios right here. The motorboating from the Iron Savages and Jameson, really freaking funny. I love the chemistry with the scissoring and the motorboating. These guys, I mean, if they don't become best friends after this, I would love for them to continue this rivalry. I think the pairing is great. They're both talented enough. Not saying that they're not talented, but they're on the same level of talented, and they got a good mix of funny. I like them wrestling each other. They're putting on some good comedy wrestling matches. We move on to, oh baby, one of my favorites. It's timeless. Tony Storm going up against Kiera Hogan. Tony hits a sky high and referee counts the two. Tony absolutely flips out on the referee. Gives him the fucking death stare. I'm loving that 
little spot that she's been doing lately. Then she bites Hogan's ass. We got the hip attack, Storm Zero, and Timeless Tony Storm grabs another W. Nice performance here from Kira Hogan. Uh, it was really funny when she hit, uh, she was smacking Tony's bum. That was funny. And she hit her own hip attack, which was pretty awesome. Doesn't look as good as Tony's. I mean, I don't know if anyone's is going to have uh, a good of a hip attack as Tony Storm. And Timeless Tony, man, oh, continues to be fantastically entertaining. I love it. Solid match overall. We move on. It is main event time. Ring of Honor World Championship online. Eddie Kingston defending against Commander. Oh, here we go. Kingston has a tough time dealing with high-flying opponents that is mentioned on commentary and he's having a little bit of a tough time with Commander until he hits some thunderous chops that awakens Kingston, hits the back fist right on the button, pins and retains the Ring of Honor World Championship. A little bit of clashing of styles here, but it provided a unique match overall. Eddie, outrageous chops. Oh my god, they were so loud. Commander was throwing them too. Beautiful high flying from Commander also. Like I said, he was throwing some heat behind there. It was a good match. Seven at the... And to finish off Collision, you got Adam Copeland, or Edge. He responds to Christian telling him to go fuck himself last week. So Edge compares Christian to Dr. Evil or something, and Nick Wayne to a hairless cat. Crowd loves it, so, you know, thumbs up. Christian responds on video, because he ain't coming out in person. Sends his goons, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne to attack. Copeland gets overwhelmed. Here comes Darby Allen to help, but he gets brutally beaten up by his old best friend, Nick Wayne, and not so much his friend, Luchasaurus, to end the show. Damn, so we got a shocker at the beginning with FTR losing the belts. Um, Like I said, a little bit relieved that we're not going to get Bucks in FTR. More excited to see what Ricky Starks and Big Bill is going to bring to the table there. That should be fun. Kyle Fletcher, Jesus, man, this kid is amazing. And so is Timeless Tony. Goddamn, loving these two right here. And uh, honestly, I gotta gotta say, I'm feeling a little bit shaky with Darby Allen. So, kind of hoping that him pairing up with Edge, Adam Copeland, uh, can kind of get him back on track. Like Darby, kind of not gonna say he's like really in a rut because he's still very good and everything. I just want him to. He's kind of falling into the too much of the taking nasty bumps, and uh, hopefully Edge can talk some sense into him. But a solid collision overall, six and a half at then. Now we move to the three stars, and then we're going to do the fast lane review because it wasn't all that long, so I'm going to throw it in here after the three stars. So fast lane not in contention for this week's three stars. That'll be next week. So we got a lot of, it was a big week for wrestling, two pay-per-views, and a whole week filled with wrestling. So we got some pretty big shout-outs here. Uh, Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho versus Kyle Fletcher and Takeshka great match and there's going to be a lot of Kyle Fletcher I feel so bad oh, does he get in there no but he's got a lot of shout outs here so he's also getting shouted out for Aussie Open which he is a part of and their match against FTR at Wrestle Dream freaking fantastic match another FTR classic and Aussie Open really um I don't know if they're necessarily underrated, but they're really starting to shine and blossom now on AEW, especially Kyle Fletcher. But Davis, no slouch either. That dude is unbelievable in a really good match between them and FTR. Also want to shout out Julia Hart versus Chris Statlander for the TBS title at Wrestle Dream. Julia Hart, another up-and-coming female wrestler 
starting to blossom, putting on some big matches right here. And this was kind of her coming out party versus the champ, the champion Statlander. Really great match right there. And now into the official three stars. We got some biggins here. So we're starting with the third star, which is Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. at Wrestle Dream. That was a dream match for sure between two of the best technical wrestlers in the world right now. Crazy good pace. Like some people don't like these technical matches because they're kind of slow. But uh, they were not slow at all. The counters were ridiculous. The hard-hitting nature of (laughs) Danielson. Sabre Jr. not shy to get uh, stiff as well. And this was a great match. Good enough for the third star this week. Second star goes to... Becky Lynch versus Tiffany Stratton for the NXT Women's Championship at no mercy. There you go. And uh, this was a brutal match, man. I wish uh, Tiffany was putting on some of these matches when she was the champion. She really didn't do much in terms of wrestling while she was the champion. Becky Lynch now bringing out what I knew Tiffany uh Stratton was able to do she's a fantastic wrestler and this was probably her best match I would say by far one of Becky's better matches and Becky doing exactly what I wanted her to do and expected her to do going down NXT and making some of these young up-and-coming stars bring out the best in them and that was a fantastic match putting that one in the uh, matches of the year competition so we'll see if it makes it there at the end of the year but there is one other match That was a little bit better. And for the first star of this week, it goes to my boys, Ilya Dragunov and Carmelo Hayes. NXT Championship match at no mercy. Holy fuck. Finally, Dragunov gets the championship and so deserving. This guy has been selling his soul in every single match, every night. Doesn't matter who he's fighting and what type of match. He's putting it all out there. And uh, just another spectacular match between these two Drugganov especially been uh, an MVP for me, especially on NXT. The dude is absolutely spectacular. And Carmelo Hayes having a really, really good run as the NXT champion. Really excited to see what's next for him. Maybe it's a heel turn. And uh, yeah, we'll see where that one goes. But an awesome match from these two yet again. And good enough for the first star of the week. So let's do a bonus WWE pay-per-view review because uh, I just finished watching it. And, uh, you know, looking at the notes, it's not all that long. So let's fucking do this thing. Fast Lane in Indiana. Wait, Indianapolis or whatever. Uh, They're showing off some cool, you know, F1 cars on the stage because, you know, the Indy 500 and stuff. So, you know, a decent looking stage. It's something. They tried. And we're starting off the show with the Undisputed Tag Team Championships on. On the line, it's Damian Priest and Finn Balor of Judgment Day defending against Jey Uso and Cody Rhodes. So Judgment Day are focusing in on Jay, separating him from Cody Rhodes until Cody gets the hot tag. Jay goes to town on Damian Priest with a splash and a spear, you know, kind of nodding at Roman Reigns. Out comes Dom and Rhea Ripley to distract. Rhea bonks Uso with the briefcase, but Jay kicks out. Rhodes smacks Damien's knee with the briefcase. We got crossroads on the table. Nasty looking bump. You know, the table did not break. And Rhodes kind of taking the bump there on the corner of the table. So, you know, ouch. Super kick and assisted Cody Cutter with Uso. Cody Rhodes pins and new undisputed tag team champions. It's Cody Rhodes and Jay 
Uso. Hmm, interesting, interesting. Uh, you know, other than the ending, which was pretty solid, uh, kind of a straight-up standard WWE tag team match. Uh, admittedly, a little bit disappointed that Judgment Day lose the titles here. Are they gonna let Jay Uso, like, ever go off on his singles run? They've done it before, but I thought we were ramping up for it again. Nope, they slapped the tag team titles on him. And I never like when they put the tag team titles on two main event singles guys. At least that's what they're trying to prop uh, Jay Uso up to be. And Cody Rhodes, obviously, a, a superstar singles competitor. Throwing the tag team titles on that. I've I never been a fan of that. They're probably going to hold it for maybe a month, if that. And it may even just end up going back to Judgment Day. So I'm not really a big fan of the titles moving off of Judgment Day right here. But that might just be me. The match overall, it was it was all right. I mean, it got the crowd going. Cody Rhodes out there, always exciting to see him, and it's good to see him wrestle a match instead of just coming out and making the crowd go whoa whoa. Uh, but you know, overall, it's a five and a half out of ten, kind of a standard nah, match, something you would probably see on SmackDown or Raw. Nothing really special going on here. We got a Booker T and Wade Barrett. They're chatting backstage. Out comes Xavier Woods, and oh no. It's a Pizza Hut ad. Oh, fuck. We're doing this shit where we're doing... I mean, I give them slight props for using their talent and trying to make a funny segment out of it, but <laughs> this, you know, advertisements are... It's an advertisement, so, you know, thumbs down. We move on to a three-on-two tag team match because, um, well, well, we'll get in there. So Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits, they attacked LWO last week, and um, Wilder and Del Toro are not available to fight, so it's going to be the Profits and Lashley going up against Mysterio and Santos Escobar with Selena Vega. So, you know, she's she's out there helping. So we got a top rope Huracorano by Escobar. Montez sent to the moon. Oh my god, the guy got so much height off of that Huracorano. Pretty good right there. Escobar getting cut off by the Profits as Ray gets his ass kicked for a very long time. Selena takes down Montez with a Huracorano on the outside. Ray and Santos finally gets a third man. And it's freaking Carlito. Oh, Baby, crowd goes nuts. LWO rallied back. Carlito nails the backstabber, pins, and wins. I mean, I always love seeing Carlito. Please stay this time. He looks like a million dollars. I mean, crowd fucking loves him every time he shows up. Please stick around. Join the LWO. That would be amazing. But... Another kind of standard WWE tag team match. You know, you got the cutting off of one guy for a long time. Heels building up, and then you get the hot tag. And, you know, it's it's the same shit you see on the weekly TV. So it's just, eh. And I feel Bobby and the Profits honestly needed the win more here than the LWO. Uh, they're primed up for the win. You know, it's nice that Carlito's coming back. Or he's here for this match. But if he's not staying and it was just a cameo and you're putting him over on pay-per-view, then what's the point? You got Lashley and the Profits. This new uh, should be a powerhouse stable right now. And they're kind of spinning wheels a little bit. So not a fan of LWO winning this match. They were, you know, they had a good reason to not win this match. But whatever, you know, WWE booking, they're probably going to lose next week and it doesn't matter. So, I don't know, 4 out of 10 for this match. Nothing special yet again. And, yet again, Xavier Woods slides in another Pizza Hut ad. What the 
fuck is this? Then we get Jade Cargill shown arriving. She is greeted by Triple H, so that's cool. Then we got these... I'm pretty sure it's the SmackDown Women's Championship. On the line, EO Sky defends against Charlotte Flair and Asuka in a triple threat match with the triple threat rules, so there's no rules. Asuka nails Flair with the mist right away, almost steals the win right, right, right at the beginning of the match. That was awesome. That got me on my heels a little bit. Uh, Asuka and EO go one-on-one for a little bit, and then Charlotte Flair comes back absolutely on fire with a nice big boot she's hitting the chops we got a double suplex and then charlotte nails the moonsault to the outside i mean i gotta give her a thumbs up she's absolutely on fire here we got a cool modified tower of doom spot with like a fall away slam thing and then a nice shatter machine like all three women getting involved in these spots really cool thumbs up spear by flair Asuka kicks out of that. That got my heart pumping a little bit. I was nervous. Bailey runs down to support Io. Here she comes. Flair locks the figure eight in on Asuka, but Bailey distracts the referee. Io hits the moonsault on Flair, pins, and Io Sky retains. Fuck yeah. Uh, loved EO's little Street Fighter uppercuts that she was throwing in this match. I was like, I know they're not called uh, Hadoukens, but I was going Hadouken every time she did it. So that was nice. And man, Charlotte Flair, absolutely on fire. I'd say the rust is fully off. It looks like she is back on hitting on all cylinders. So she was fantastic in this match. Probably the best. I would give her the MVP in that. Uh, creative spots from all three like I said those that tower of doom shatter machine that was really great and a great pace to this match as well really no wasted time Asuka opening with the mist was a lot of fun and they didn't use any weapons and they didn't really need them I thought you know the mist was good enough uh, on uh, good pace wrestling yeah this was a great match eight at that we move on it is Pat McAfee, he makes an appearance in his hometown. Pat wants WrestleMania in Indianapolis. Crowd goes crazy. He starts hyping up his boys, LA Knight and John Cena for their match. And he joins commentary as well. So a nice little cameo here for Pat. And we move into the John Cena and LA Knight tagging up against Solo Sokoa and Jimmy Uso with Paul Heyman, who now has white hair. I mean, my wife pointed that out. I didn't catch that. And then I saw it and I was like, oh, wow, that is alarming a little bit. So interesting. Moving on to the match, Cena getting targeted by Solo and Jimmy Uso. Cena with an F you out of nowhere, but he's too tired, still can't make the tag. Cut off yet again by the bloodline. But then Cena, in dramatic fashion, gets the hot tag to LA Knight. Yeah, crowd explodes. Cena takes flight cross body on Solo. Goes for the AA, but eats a super kick in the face instead. Knight with the superplex, five knuckle shuffle, BFT combo. Cena and LA Knight pick up the win. I mean, yet again, tried and true tag team formula right here. Cena getting cut off for a very long time, and then we lead into the LA Knight hot tag. I mean, it was an entertaining match. It was fun. Cena showing off his Hollywood skills, super dramatic, and all that stuff, so that was good. Uh, Crowd obviously white hot for LA Knight. We're just waiting for him to get the hot tag. Uh, Really, no, I didn't do any predictions, but uh, really no fear at all that LA Knight was going down in this match. But it was, you know, it was, I'll give it, points for entertainment but the what the match was absolutely just nothing special at all five out of ten 
We got Judgment Day licking their wounds backstage. Damien says tonight is the night to cash in his money in the bank. But Rhea Ripley calms him down, takes the briefcase away, and tells Damien, nah, nah, not happening tonight, bro. We, oh God, we move on to yet another WWE advertisement featuring the Brawling Brutes. They're playing with toys, so um, there's that. And now we move into the main event, World Heavyweight Championship on the line. Seth Rollins defends against Shinsuke Nakamura in a last man standing match. So the mats are removed, exposing the concrete on the outside. I don't even know if they ever came back to that, honestly. Let's, well, I'll go through these notes and see. I don't remember it. Seth hits Shin with steel steps. We got Nakamura pulling out the nunchucks. Holy fuck, that was wicked. He starts smacking Rollins in the legs and the back with it. That's just ouch. Seth answers back with the kendo sticks. Rollins pulls out the ladder. This gets my eyebrows raised. I love ladder spots. Fight goes out to the crowd. Shinsuke pushes Seth off of a platform. He takes a nice tumble down onto this, like, other platform. So that looked painful. I'll give him a thumbs up for that. We go back into the ring now. Seth hits a pedigreed, sets up a table on the outside. But it's Shinsuke hitting a top rope knee drop, putting Seth through the table. Pretty good. Shinsuke looks like he kind of face-planted into the barricade. But he's fine. He's good to go. Seth gets up, climbs up on the ladder, but Shinsuke meets him at the top, spits the mist in the face, and then just pushes him off the ladder for a perfect little crash through the announce table. Loving it. Rollins gets up, Nakamura backbreaker onto a chair, and a King Shasa through the table. Seth again gets up, fights back into the crowd, getting his ass absolutely kicked by Shinsuke with kicks. He's stomping him, punching him. But he rallies back, another pedigreed, a stomp, a falcon arrow through a pile of tables. Thumbs up for that. Nakamura cannot answer the count. Seth barely up at nine, and he retains the World Heavyweight Championship just barely. Heck of a war right here, as most last man standing matches are. Lots of weapons, like, oh my god, the the carnage, the mess that they left at the end of this match. Weapons everywhere, pieces of table, debris, and all that stuff. Uh, Really like the nunchucks, gotta shout those out. I don't know if I've ever seen nunchucks uh, since, like, Steve Blackman, maybe? It's been a minute. Uh, Crowd got their table spot, and I got my ladder, so I'm pretty happy about that. Miss spot was awesome. Also kind of made it look like it was there was blood because they used this like red mist. So I, I like the look of that. Good pace, I must say, for a last man standing match. They didn't, you know, shove in a lot of them laying down and making the referee count. Like that's sometimes a really big problem for last man standing matches. Like two minutes in, they're already like counting to seven and nine. And it's like, oh my God. And this can be like a 35 minute match. They didn't have that problem. So there was only a handful of counts and they were mostly to like eight or nine. Uh, what do we got? Uh, good story also told with Rollins' back injury coming in and just barely making it out. I thought this was a great match and a great main event. Eight at ten. And that is the end of the show. And I must say, not far off from an episode of Raw, other than like the last man standing. You, you rarely or if ever get that on regular TV. But yeah, the tag team heavy pay-per-view. I mean, and all of them were following the same tag team formula. You know, the one the bad team cuts the good guys off. You get the hot tag in there, and then the good guys win. I mean, it was uh, really kind of disappointing. 
And speaking of disappointing, the lots of recaps and shameless ads filling up a lot of empty space on the, in this show. I mean, they could have they could have easily got another match in there or gave some other matches more time. But yeah, no, let's show let's throw in some Pizza Hut commercials. Uh, other than that, though, you know, Carlito and Pat McAfee cameos were pretty awesome. The Triple Threat and the Last Man Standing matches were both uh, great. I would go. Um, they were both really good. I. Kind of like the the women's triple threat match a little bit more. Uh, that one was just better paced. Last man standing match. You kind of know what you're going to get out of that. But they're both great. Uh, those two in particular worth going out of your way to check out. But overall, a lot of skippable matches. Uh, overall, I give it a 6 out of 10 for uh, Fastlane. Uh, okay to decent show. You know, a lot of stuff is skippable for sure. And yeah, that is the show for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. You are awesome. You can go back and listen to any of the previous episodes. Just did the 13 scariest games that I have encountered in my time as a gamer. That was a fun episode to do to go down scary memory lane. I got some uh, scary games downloaded. I'm going to pick one and try and beat it. And I'll do a review on that for a, a scary episode. And then there's a scary retro, not so retro, but a game from my past that I'm going to be doing. So we're going to keep the Halloween theme going for the GamerCast this month. And you can go back and, uh, oh my god, NHL season. Fucking couple days away. Oh my goodness. So, you know, the hockey cast going to be ramping up. We're going to be doing a lot of hockey talk. And uh, so be on the lookout for that. And you can go check out all these episodes get uploaded to YouTube. So you can watch them if you'd like on the Gamer GX video YouTube channel. Link is down below. You can follow along on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. Link is also there for announcements and stuff. Send in your questions if you'd like to get involved with the show. Send in a question. Uh, involving wrestling, video games, or hockey, or just a question in general. If you want to answer it on the podcast, I'd love to answer it. Or if you want just a private conversation, we can do that as well. All of that stuff is welcome. And again, thank you everybody so much for listening. We'll be back again soon with more GX Plus Cast.